Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. This is Dan. I'm here with Big Cass, Big Cass, big one in West Lafayette this this Saturday noon on the Peacock on the cock. Uh, make sure you have your subscription by then, or at least know someone to log in. Um, we got Purdue. It, it, and I don't know, Cass. I think they could be feisty. Well, I mean, what are your thoughts going into this? They're not very good, but it's also one of those things where we're going into West Lafayette. West Lafayette is the pinnacle to boring and not showing up. It's yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm looking at like the lines and everything, and they're very similar to what last week was against Maryland. Um, very similar numbers for the most part. And um, you know, is this an instance where you know Ohio State just wants to get in there, get in get it in and out with a win, run some clock, not really, you know, blow them out? I could see that. I mean, it's it's interesting though, because Purdue, I mean, Purdue's defense is really, really bad. And Ohio State has that luxury. Um, the one thing I've noticed about Purdue, scouting Purdue, is their run defense, especially up the middle between the, the tackles and the, the inside backers, teams are getting, you know, massive runs straight up the gut. And if you have a guy with breakaway speed, like it, Chip could have definitely housed one. I think Travion will we'll house one if he plays. Um, that's an uh, Travion's going to play. What? Travion's going to play. Yeah, I mean – you don't know. <laughs> you don't know Ryan the way Ryan Day manages things. Chip training might be out this week. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I mean, I just from scouting Purdue there, I think that's their heel. I think their defense, though, they do give a good effort from what I watched. They all fly to the ball. I think they're coached decently well, but they will give up the big play passing. Um, they're. I mean, it's. They're not. They're not going to attack anyone. Their secondary, like their their D backs, aren't going to like really um you know bait anyone to pick them off but they they make you earn it um they they but they will let people behind you if that makes sense kind of kind of similar how our secondary was like last year i would say compare them to the way their play style um but i mean they're not good statistically yeah their defense there's like no strong point to their defense and that's what's could be a scary thing for ohio state because for some reason, you know, Ohio State does bring out the best in some teams. And, you know, it's Ohio yeah. State. So should definitely be very, very interesting. No, Cass, that's a that's an excellent, excellent point. Um because like at home, like they 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 kind of remind me of like a high like a uh like a high school defense. Like a like a like you know, ever know like there's like that one contender in the high school league, but then they, they play someone at home and they just have a bunch of guys like playing inspired for homecoming, similar kind of concept. Um, it's just like their DNs, they're not overly huge cast, but they can definitely, I think like get the crowd rowdy and make a play or two, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does make sense, but it's going to be interesting because, you know, West Lafayette isn't the, the best place to play is not the most hype place unless you know they're playing at night and this is the interesting thing because it's a noon game and we don't know really don't know how 
both teams are going to show up, and that's the thing. And I think I think with this week, if you go look on the offensively side for Ohio State, the, all the talk has been the offensive line. Even coaches are coming out saying the offensive line is not good, and I think that's just a mark where you know you might see Ohio State's offensive line have the best game of their life. I mean, they I they definitely disappointed me last week against Maryland because I thought we would have been more physical and came out and made a statement. Um. On on the offensive side of the ball, Purdue is not bad. Honestly, I don't think that they're pretty. They're pretty nice. They're pretty. They have talent everywhere. Like Card's a decent quarterback. Mockaby, their their main back, he was really pretty good for Purdue last year, and he's been really good for them this year. And then they got three receivers and a tight end, um, all who can do a lot. Like um, Burks, Dion Burks, he's their leading receiver this year. But TJ Sheffield, he's he's he was like their go to guy last year. Um, Max Claire, Garrett Miller, two solid tight ends. Um, and then Yasin, the number two, his, number two on their team. He's like their explosive play receiver. Um, he's actually second on the team in receptions. So like offensively, they're deep, but like where you're absolutely right though, Cass, like where, where we need to win is the line. Cause we should have a direct advantage over the lines, both offensive and defensive line. Yeah. There are, I mean, their offensive line, their offensive line doesn't scare me their defensive line doesn't scare me however our offensive line scares me and that's the thing and and that's their quick and easy fix it's not a physicality thing it's like can they get to the second level and block some linebackers linebackers are killing us right now and it's just because we can't get to the second level and like i you know texted you guys earlier and i said and i like i said in the other day in the podcast is fixable, and I think Travion Henderson creates his own lanes. That's what scares me is this off of the line. Can can they continue to give time to Kyle McCord, but can they open up running lanes by getting to the second level? And I think this is the game they do it because, one, this is not a very good defensive line, and two, they've been getting shit on all week by the coaches, the media, and everybody. Well, I think, too, I mean – I uh, our offensive line. Two things I want them to do. One, I need them to cut down on the penalties. Like I feel like this is a week where, um, it's the midpoint of the seat. Like not the midpoint, but it's getting in the middle of the season. The Big Ten refs are always kind of crazy at this point. Like these are the types of games where like they will call like four holding calls in a row. Um, I, so like I'm just a little worried about them this week. That's probably one of my keys: minimize offensive line penalties because like that's the thing you don't want to see like Kyle McCord having an amazing day passing the ball but like all his yards getting called back um don't want to see that but also too I think um you know Ryan Day's also got to kind of call complimentary mix to the game for them you know um if the linebackers are an issue why don't we like give the ball to mine a little more because mine's more physical so like you like if our whole goal is to run away from the backers the entire time like maybe we should switch switch it up because if we're just trying to beat them with speed and it's clearly not working maybe you have to run downhill a couple times you know shake them up a little bit and then go back to the speed like mix it up mix up the backs You're, you're exactly right i think Ohio State needs to run right at the linebackers. That's how you wear linebackers down is by running right at them. Look, we're not we're like running side to side and letting them make plays. We're not we're not attacking them. Like we're we're afraid. Exactly. 
And like, like we have the better athletes. Like I, I definitely trust chip train them to run through a linebacker. I, I don't care who it is. Like I, I, I think chip will get beat him one-on-one. It's okay. If we put him like the backs in a one-on-one position with a backer, that's a good thing. The back should be winning those, or at least falling forward and getting, you know, four or five yards of pop. I agree. 100%. That's what like I want some Big Ten football, and I'm honestly I'm I'm cool with that. The weather's good. The weather might call for it. And honestly, that's fine. And but what's the only annoying part is about that. And I have no problem winning a game like that. You know, we've been fans for so long. Like the Northwestern win last year, we got crap for. But like sometimes it just calls for it. And there's nothing wrong with like a twenty to three win, even if it's ugly. Um, it, it just proves you can play different styles of football. Exactly. Exactly. That's the way I feel. And I think that's what's going to happen. I, I think because the weather is going to, is not going to help them in, in any way, shape, or form. I also think, too, like, I want to see us less dependent on Marv for the big play, if that make, makes sense. Um, I feel like at times we rely on him way too much. Like, at, like when we need a bailout play, everyone knows we're going to Marv. And that's something I would like to see us kind of either run a variation off of um, or just be cognizant of. Like, don't be afraid to maybe look for, like, Stover over the middle instead in situations or, like, Abuka or whoever's healthy, you know. Um, sometimes I feel like we're forcing it too Mar, but he's so good, like, it usually works a lot. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to replay. I don't think Emeka Abuka is going to play. He should not play this week. It's going to be interesting who's going to be that guy to – Fill in for him. I think Carnell Tate is gonna is in for a monster day, and I also think that Julian Fleming is gonna be there too. But I think I expect Carnell Tate to have a monster game. I I would say I would go Xavier Johnson, um, just because I think he's more of a similar similar skill set to what Emeka Buka does. We can like use him on sweeps and motions. Um, so I would say it, it's Xavier Johnson. I think Ryan Day trusts him too a lot. Yeah, and but. In a game like this, I want to see I want to see the freshman roll. I really do. Oh, if we can get Tate going this week, that that's a completely game like that's a game changer. If you can get if we get Carnell Tate at this point in the season installed into the offense, um, and like you know he's making a really big impact doing things that you know the other guys can't opposite of Marv. That's just huge. Like we we absolutely need Carnell Tate. Absolutely, I I one hundred percent agree. Because it's attrition too, like like with with Abuka going down and Marv's been dinged up, like Tate Tate might need to play some critical snaps. Down yeah, I I think he's going to have to, and you know, it it's I'm ready for this offense to have an offensive explosion, and I'm not sure if it's going to be this week. Definitely, I don't think next week, but I'm ready for an offensive explosion. But this is the week they can do it. I still don't think they're going to just because I think the weather is going to play a factor. Uh, right now, they're calling forty-four percent chance of rain in West Lafayette, but that's in the more it's in the morning and late afternoon. But you know what leads to rain is wind. That's what I'm really worried about. Um, I'm not worried about the defense. I really am not. That's why I haven't really spoke much about the defense. Um, I'm just worried. The only thing I think I'm worried about the defense is sleepwalking. You know, that's 
That's the only thing I'm really worried about. I think Jim Knowles is going to have him ready to play. And... Sleepwalking, though, it's like, you know, the first couple touchdowns of the game against Maryland were like literally just the offense and special teams putting the defense in a bad position. The defense itself, I don't think, was playing that bad. No, not at all. So I, I think I, my fear is just Purdue's offense is better than what we give them credit for, and then they get the crowd behind them a little bit. Um, I think, though, like – it being a noon game makes it a lot easier than it being an, another seven o'clock blackout. That's and that's on them. They dropped the ball on that. They should have. They should have put that game seven o'clock night game BTN or something. Um, but you know whatever. They so basically, the clock overlords. Yeah. So basically, so this game was supposed to be on big noon kickoff, by the way. So, but you know. But I'm ready to make my prediction. I've been saying it all week. I th- I'm saying a 35-6 Buckeye victory. And it's going to be kind of like we're going to be up. We're going to be up 21-3 a half. And then people are going to be like, oh, what's wrong with this offense? Blah, 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 blah. And then we explode for another couple of touchdowns. And, you know, we win 35-6. And people are still going to complain about our offense. And But our defense is going to shine. I really think our defense is going to shine. My prediction, 55 nothing. <laughs> Buckeyes. We shot I, I hope we shot everyone. We shot we the overhits. Uh we shut them out. Like I think uh, this could be a week where we just shock the world and fire on all cylinders. I think we're due. I really think we're due for an explosion. Um, you know, all, all the other games this year, I feel like we've been kind of just getting, you know, everything underneath us. The Maryland game in the second half, I think we really begin to begin to hit our stride. Finally, the first half was a low alibi, but like that second half was a great second half. Um, so I think we're about to hit our stride right here and really surprise some people. As I think this team feels disrespected too. Um, you know, some people are putting us like six in the polls and stuff. It's it's crazy. Like we're a favorite to Penn State in, a, in the week after five five and a half point favorite. This is a very good team. Um, I think they I think they get it done. Yeah, I, I'm. I like your prediction, I really do. <laughs> um, I hope it's your prediction. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> but yeah, I think thirty-five-six. But you know, I, I'd rather be optimistic and big, have your prediction. <laughs> um, but let's. I mean, that's all I got on that. Um, you want to move on to the slate of games? Yeah, let's move on to the all right slate of games. So. I want to start this one on Friday, um, just because it's Coach Prime, and you gotta, you like, we got, we gotta pick and, it. You like, and he's and he's complaining about his his time too. It's Stanford, Colorado. Colorado's a twelve and a half point favorite, and it's at yeah in Colorado on a Friday night. I'm I'm taking Colorado here. Stanford's terrible. What is it, what was the spread? Twelve and a half. Colorado's favorite. Yeah, at home, ten o'clock, seven o'clock. I, I'm taking that too. Yeah, I, it's I, I feel like that's a no brainer. Something something's weird about that one. That seems too easy. Right. I don't um, have the schedule in front of me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do, and, and this week is not a great week. Honestly, no. I mean, it's always a great week, but it's not like the best week ever. Um. 
we obviously have the big one. There's like one big game. There's uh the night parts better. Um, the, how about this one? Um, a noon game Saturday, Arkansas, Alabama, noon. Um, it's home at Alabama. Bama is a twenty point favorite. Um, give me Bama, but it's gonna be close. It's gonna be really close. I'll, I'm just gonna take Bama. I don't think it's gonna be close. Um, well, Sy- no, I'm gonna say it's gonna be close to that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Syracuse, Florida State at noon. This is at home. Syracuse is four and one, four and two. Like home at from home for Florida State. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cuse because it's a 17 point spread and like Cuse is liable to always play like the top ACC team really tough on the road and then lose it. I think that's what happens here. Is it Florida State is a 17 point favorite? Yeah. Give me the Knowles. Okay. Um, we're not gonna do the machine game. It's a joke. <laughs> I'm sure Gus Johnson's loving that one. We're not gonna do Penn State. They play UMass. All right, the big one at three thirty. This one, this one's actually, I'm tuning in. This one, this is gonna be uh, absolutely the game of the week, at least on paper. Um, if it's not, I'll be very disappointed. But it's number eight Oregon versus number seven Washington. Washington is at home. Three Washington's a three point favorite. It's Michael Penix Jr. versus Bo Nix. I'm going Washington. The crowd is going to be in it. I'm going to go Oregon. Just because, you know, I think Oregon's the better team overall than Washington. That's Michael Penn. Like I keep saying this, Michael Penix himself is the best player, but like I think Oregon's just a better team. I'll take the points. I'll take Oregon. All right. We're at, what are we at? How many? Five, four or five. All right, let's do three more because there's three more decent ones at night. And then there's four or four. We usually do five or six, I think. Oh. Um, all right, I'll give a DJ on one then. Um, mm-hmm. This one, um, this is an interesting one. 730, number 10, USC, number 21, Notre Dame. Um, Notre Dame's a three-point favorite at home. Weather, and the weather's supposed to be bad. I'm, I'll take Notre Dame then. I'm definitely. I'm taking Notre Dame too. Yeah. Because the funny thing is, is USC coaches were spraying their punt returners and kick returners with a hose to prepare for this game. So then, like, what? Yeah, I and like with USC, the problem is if that affects Caleb Williams, they're done. <laughs> like, if Caleb Williams can't do Caleb Williams things out there, um, I don't, I don't think like their defense is really going to do much against Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman will pick him apart, and then like their their back estimate, he's so physical. I don't their their run defense isn't going to stop him. Notre Dame's going to be able to play play that game however they like. Um, I really do like the Irish in that one for sure. Yeah, I, 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 for some reason, I got the Irish, and I think this is the game where Caleb Williams loses his Heisman. Yeah. Um. Now, Cass, 
I'll let you kind of decide the last one and I'll I'll do my random pick. Um do you prefer the ACC or the Pac-12? <laughs> Let's keep doing the Pac-12, man. There's the best conference in football right Let's now. Let's do it. Eight o'clock, number 18, UCLA versus number 15, Oregon State in Corvallis. Oregon State is a such a good game. It actually is going to be a really good game. I like Oregon State. On paper, this is a really, really good game. Um, I like UCLA just because their met the, their offense is just like they're a machine right now. Kind of, you're looking like total yards four hundred eighty two a game. Their defense is twenty third. Um, you know they've beaten some big teams this year: Washington State, um, Coastal Carolina. I'm saying is a big team. San Diego State, not really, but um. They have lost to Utah four to seven, but that's a data point because Utah, I believe, beat Oregon State. Oh no, they lost to Oregon State twenty-one to seven. Uh, I'm still going UCLA. Yeah, it's gonna be a good one. And that might be outside of Oregon, Washington, might be the best game on TV. Absolutely. Um, and then my DGen pick of the week. Um, I like. If you could find this, I like the I like Drake May to throw at least two interceptions, um, and I like Miami over North Carolina. Hmm, it's a good one. And it's you know why I like Miami over North Carolina because of what happened last week. Yes, it's you know they're not a bad team. They should like they literally should be five and zero, and I think now they're gonna be fired up because they dropped that. And I I don't think North Carolina is that good. Um, I think it's just Drake May, and I, I'm I'm honestly not even sold on Drake May. I'm a hater. <laughs> I I don't even care to say it. I don't know. I haven't really seen much of him this year. So I think he, I think it's more of a system. Like I think it's a system thing, bro. I really do. It could be. It very could, well could be. What week is this? Seven. Six. Six? Yeah. Forget week zero. It's sad, bro. We're flying. No, I know, man. I'm I'm ready though. I get to work the Penn State, Ohio State game next week with Fox. Exciting. Um, yeah. Uh I mean I don't know how much more I could take. <laughs> <laughs> Games, it's it, it takes a lot out of you. It really does. You're just not built for it anymore. You're just tired. Gosh, always tired. I feel that. Always always sleepy, always tired. That's that's how it is these days, man. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all I, I know we I know we don't have much left. I'm just <laughs> my label this episode tired and sleepy. <laughs> hey, that's what West Lafayette is. It's tired it, and sleepy. It is, bro. Like I hope the Buckeyes don't feel like we do right now. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So, and I got a four-hour meeting tomorrow at work on my day off. That's rough. <laughs> that's, I, get, I get paid for it, so I ain't mad. Yeah, I, mad. I gotta go look at daycares tomorrow. So that'll be a that'll be a blast. 
big yeah. commitment announcement coming soon. Where where's my kid going to daycare? It better be like something to do with like hopefully Ryan hopefully Christina Day runs has a, day a daycare. Day. Yeah. I don't think so. I think the I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> no kidding. Uh, that's all I got. That's all I got. As always, thank you so much for listening. Go Bucks and beat those Boilermakers. <laughs>